Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Yud Aleph in Yoma. Daf Yud Aleph. And Yud Aleph is going to have a significant meaning to us in a few ways today. <clears throat> we left off yesterday, turn our bottom six lines down on the page. The Pasuk that we say several times every day, make mezuzahs, says the Torah. What does Bisharecha mean? In your gates. Whether it's the gate of your house, or the gate of your courtyards, Medinos, even the shar of a, of a country. In some cases, Rashi says you have a, a large country with uh, surrounded by mountains and there's only one, there's an entrance through a gateway. Bechad shari ayoris, or the gateway of a city. If a city has walls around it or mountains or whatever, it's got a gate. Yesh ben chobos mitzvah lemokom. All these have an obligation to make a mezuzah. Uh, the Pusik says, you should write these on the doorposts of your houses and your gateways. So, therefore, there's a chiv to have a mezuzah on all these, on all these. Now, we'll talk about the details of uh, what's considered a beisecha or visharecha, but the basic idea is whether it's a place for dwelling or a gateway of a city or a country, a gate or a chatzer, all those are chayev in mezuzah. Amalia Baila Rav Safra, Hani Abuli de Mechuza. What about the um, gateways of the city of Mechuza? Now, uh, we're going to start uh, as we did in Erevin. I, at the beginning of the Masech that I, I, I uh, sent out, for those who don't have the book, there's, a, you know, there's an illustration book like this one that you can see here, Amara Mavur, and I sent out an online copy. Uh, if you have it, uh, turn to page two. Uh, and illustration number six. We'll start with that one. And uh, if you don't have it and you want to get one online, I'll send it to you. I'll send you the link online. Then send me an email again to ephraim.schreibman at gmail.com. So we're looking at illustration number six on the bottom of page two. And it says here, what about Abu Leit and What about the gateways of the city of Mechuzah, which was a town in Babel? My time of Rabbanim says, why is there no mezuzah there? If you need one on a gateway of your city, so he answered him, of Safra answered Abaye, these are not really doorposts. What they are, those are simply supports for the four turrets on top. If you see the Akra de Kubi on top of the uh, wall, there's like a turret there, a tower for uh, the fort. And he says, that's really, that's not, it's not really a gateway. It's simply a support for, uh, for the uh, fort uh, turrets. Even so, even the turret, the tower there should require mezuzah. The Ispadir, it's got a resonance. Lashomer base, Lashomer base ha'asurin. All right, Lashomer base ha'asurin. Because it, it is a, it's a, uh, it's a uh, gateway, it's a uh, residence uh, for the person uh, who is in charge there of the Beis Asur, in other words, of that place, of that uh, the, the jail, whatever it is, uh, it, it, they're, they're responsible for it, and they have to live there. So if it's a residence for somebody, they should require a mezuzah for that. Datanya Beis Akneses, listen carefully, a shul, does a shul require mezuzah? We're going to discuss that at length today, and of course it's machlokas, right? If a shul has a has a, a residence for the uh, custodian, Chayavas Mezuzah. So here also, there's a guy who lives in there. Uh, there's a guy, a custodian, a, the guard over there. Uh, so he should be required to, uh, they should be required for Mezuzah. That. So you're right. You really would need a Mezuzah. 
So Abayi said the reason they don't have one is because it's the second Mishum Sakana, because the Goyim there will cause trouble. The Tanya Mezuzah's Yachid, the Vekas Pamai Mishavua, a Mezuzah of an individual, of a private individual, is required to be checked twice every seven years. The Shorabim of a Tzibor Pamai Biyovel, only twice every 50 years. Rashi says an interesting idea here that if you require it more, everybody will say, let him do it, let the other guy do it. Yes, <laughs> I guess, you know. It's, it's not good to, uh, to put too many obligations on a tzibur. But in any case, remember, there was a story, that was either his job, either he was a, uh, maybe he was a sofer, or maybe that was his name. Uh, there was a guy who used to check the mezuzahs in the upper market of Tzibur, in that northern city. One of the Gaisha officials came, took from him a thousand zuz as a fine, because he was suspected of um, witchcraft. In other words, when they see, when the Goyim see that at your, at your gate you're having mezuzahs and you're checking them and, and looking at them and kissing them, they're afraid you're going to do witchcraft. So that was a sakana. And therefore, that's why they didn't have one. It's technically, they should have had a mezuzah at the gate, at the gate of Abulet um, Mechuzah, at the gateway of Mechuzah, because there was even there was a guard there who stayed in there, and they should have had one, but they were afraid of uh, that the goyim would uh, cause them trouble. We had m'sachim that uh, people who are on their way to do a mitzvah, messengers of uh, tzedakah, of a mitzvah, of any mitzvah, if they're a messenger on way to mitzvah, and they're not damaged, they're not going to be hurt. So don't we have an assurance that anybody on their way to do a mitzvah will not be injured? So if he's in a, if you're keeping taking care of the mezuzahs, you're doing a mitzvah, you shouldn't be injured. It's different where it's very probable that uh, that there could be damage there. In other words, it's very, very common to have damage there. It's an injure, It's a place that easily can be injured. It's a dangerous neighborhood. As it says, when Hashem asked Shmuel to go anoint David, how am I going to do that? Hashem is going to hear about that. He's the current king, and he's going to kill me. Hashem said, well, do some ruse. Take a uh, calf along with you. Tell me you're bringing for a carpet. Now, let's make up a story. Make up a story, but the point was, why wasn't he just assured? Since he's doing God's, uh, God's bidding, God asked him to do this, he wouldn't be injured. He's a shliach mitzvah. The answer is, yeah, when you're going against the king, that's called shlicha hazeka. You could easily be hurt, and if it's very common to be hurt, then there is a problem. So therefore, they have, therefore they did not make a mezuzah at the gateway of mechuzah. And now more about what in what cases are you chayiv to make a mezuzah? We got into this topic because we talked about you know the sukkah. Do you need a, a sukkah's diras aroy and is. Um, and uh, the parhedron dikasaroy requiring a mezuzah, so we got into this topic of mezuzahs. We're going to have machlokas here between Rav Kana and Rav Yehuda. To Amaram, Tony Rav Kana made Rav Yehuda. He learned the following: Beis Tevin, a, uh, a store, a place where they store straw, a, str- a shed, a straw shed, a base a stable, base a a woodshed, base a tsaris, a storehouse for any kind of uh, produce. Peturman as mezuzah, they're putter from mezuzah. Because the women use them. Now that's a strange question. What do you mean women use them? Because they wash there. If they wash there, they're not, uh, they're not sanua. They're, they're naked there when they wash up. And therefore it's improper, as we'll see, a, a, a mezuzah should not be placed on a place which is, there's the, you know, like a, a bathrooms for sure. But here we're not talking about where it's used as a bathroom. We're talking about simply that they wash there. It's not proper to have a mezuzah there. 
So he says, why? Because they're washed there. That's what Rav Kana said. In other words, he said that uh, all these places are putter from mezuzah because women basically are there naked and it's not proper. Because they wash. Wait a minute. Let's say women don't wash there. These are simply, but these aren't really residences. These are stables and, sh- and sheds and storehouses. A barn is potter from mezuzah. And we're not talking about where there's dung there, even if just animals are there, right? Say patmuzuzah. Elamaineusos, you know what nusus means? Miskashtus, they use it not that they wash there, but they uh they they perfume themselves, they adorn themselves over there. So he says and they're vachiktani. So what's wrong with that? People adorn themselves in their homes. He says, this is what he means. Even though these sheds or stables, whatever, women get dressed there and they perfume themselves and make themselves up there, still potter. Why? Because that's not a regular residence. That's how Rav Yehuda learns. So again, what's going on? Amalei Rav Kana. So Rav, 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 uh, Rav Yehuda held that Astam is also, uh, Astam, these places, barns and stables and sheds, Stam, they're potter from mezuzah. Rav Kana said they're potter from mezuzah because women are naked there, not because stam. Is it really true that women, if women adorn themselves there, they're potter? That's considered a house. A, a barn is potter from mezuzah. But if women get dressed in there, so what do you see? That, uh, you know, that uh, you, you can't say they're potter from mezuzah. I hear I'll show you that women are, that, that those barns are chayv mezuzah if women get dressed there. Elamai what are you going to say? Miskashos tonight, machlokis tonom. You say that it's, uh, you say that if even though women get dressed in there, these stables are potter. And here I show you that if they, women get dressed near your chayev, so it's a machlokis tonom. So you, you're asking, uh, you asked on me, how can the osus mean washing? Oh, if they wash there, if they get, if they take baths in there, then they're potter. But otherwise, they're chayev. Stam is also potter. A stam stable is potter. The answer is, I'll also say lidinami stam etanoi. I also say that stam these stables and things like that, even if they're not used as a bathhouse, uh, or they don't ba- bathe in there, is also machlokas tanoi ditanya. Now we're going to bring a brisa, which gives both opinions, but both according to Rav Yudah and Rav Kana. Again, Rav Kana's point is that a stam. Stable is also machlokas whether you're chayvim or not. Whereas Rav Yudah says no. Stam everybody says is potter a stable only only if women uh, adorn themselves in there they get dressed then there's a machlokas. So you want to say it's machlokas? There's also machlokas. The tiny we see this price in the third of the wide lines. It's got to be a house which is. Specific for you, for for your use, prat lebeisa tevin, excluding a straw shed, lebeisa bucker, a barn or a stable, lebeisa etzim, a woodshed, lebeisa osos, a storehouse. Sheptur men mezuzah. Those are all potter from mezuzah. All potter. Veyesh mechayven. And there are some who say that these are also. I've said some achlokas whether these places, since they can be used, you could sleep there, you could do things in there. As a machlokas whether you chayv mezuzah or not. Be'emes Amru. Now, Lotus is Lashner Be'emes Amru. We're going to come back and, and, and discuss it uh, a little bit more. Be'emes Amru, they said, what does Be'emes Amru here means Be'emes Amru in truth. In truth, they said that Be'es Akise, a bathroom, Be'es Aburski, a tannery, which stinks. Be'es Amerecha, it's a place where literally everybody's walking around naked and, and they're bathing there. Be'es Atfila, place where you go to the mikvah. Obviously, you're there naked there. And where women get dressed. Those are Potter Menamazuzah. Now, 
What do I mean by Shonashim Nosavit? They adorn themselves in their patrons, as we had before, it's Machlokas. So Rav Kana, Metatsa Tamei, Rav Yir, Rav Kana is going to explain this price of the way he learns, that it's Machlokas Stam, but if women, if women adorn themselves in their, right, that uh, if they're washing, if they adorn themselves, that's another Machlokas. But if they, uh, but if, but Stam, if they're not, if they don't uh, wash themselves in there, simply it's a storehouse of some sort or a barn, so that's also a machlokas. says, no, no, everybody agrees that a barn is part of it. The only thing is, if if they they dress themselves and they they perfume themselves, then it's a machlokas. So what's a machlokas? So Rav Kana metalitz tamei beischa beisam yichud's got to be a house that you live in. Prat lebeisa tevin lebeisa bokel lebeisa eitzim lebeisa otsish sheptur menazos a bestam. Stam is potter, the yeshem achayven. That's what Rav Kana learns. That's skufa machlokas. In a case of stam, you're potter. Some say you're chayiv, right? Right, but and again, that's how Rav Kana started off by saying uh, that if they, but if they wash themselves in there, right, if they wash themselves, that's potter potter. But if they don't wash themselves, stam, it's a machlokas. But they certainly said, but true, they said everybody agrees that or if women. Uh, use them, and what does that mean? Gnosis, my gnosis, rochtos, that's potter. In other words, if women, or if, if anybody's using it as a bathroom, or if it's a tannery, or it's a bathhouse, or a basic philo, or if women are washing themselves in there, everybody agrees that that's potter. Potter minimum says that. That's how Rav Kana learns. So, Yachiyahinomerchus, wait a minute. So, if, 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 no, the osis man means women are washing there, that's the same as Beis Amerchus. Hainomerchus, Sashmin Amerchus, Rav, Mashmin Amerchus, tell me that both. That of a rabbin and of a yochid, whether it's a private bathhouse or it's a public bathhouse, they're both parts. I mean, it's the rabbin done a fishuma. In a public bathhouse, it's very, it's filthy. It's not proper to have mezuzah there. Merchitz the yochid, the lenovishim doesn't have that. It's like a private little bathhouse. Amen lechayim. So it's a kamashmo. No, the pot mezuzah there also. So Rav Kana says that what if it's stam, not used as a bathhouse, it's just a storehouse of some sort. It's machlokas. If it's used as a bathhouse, then of course it's potter. That's how Rav Kana will learn. Rav Yudama taught some Rav Yudama learns. Yes. Just a quick potter, uh, but not osur. Oh, correct. Potter means potter of a losser, right? So again, so again, you'd say there that you could have one, like in the case of a shul, right? We'll talk about that. A shul, it's potter. People usually put up one. You know, they make a ceremony with the rabbi and all that. However. It's in cases where it's disgusting, like it's not proper, then it's wrong to put one up. So, for example, there's many places like a garage. You know, I remember that people had garages in America. So there's a machlo. So a lot of people, you're not machoyev to, uh, but you could put it up there. But it's improper to put one up on a bathroom, even though bathrooms today really are not bathrooms, the basic that they had in those days, right? Bathrooms today are places where people could eat, you know, a lot of places, right? So, but it's still improper to put one up there because, as we'll see, it's not a place of dignity. But you're right. It's a good point. That it doesn't mean it's also depends on the situation. So now that's that's all of Kana's opinion. Um, how does Rav Yehuda learn? Rav Yehuda Matarsa Tamei Hachiktani Beischa Beischa Hamiyuchad Lecha. Again, your house. Prat Beis Seven Beis Beis Abokar Beis Eitz and Beis Os. All these things we've described before: a a, 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 a a shed for straw, or a barn, or a woodshed, or a storehouse. Sheptur Menam Zaza Afilu Miskashtos. Even if women dress in there. Some say that's a machlokas. That's our view to learn miskashos. But if it's uh, if it's a stam place, meaning 
those are potterman azuzas. If it's some place like a shed of some sort, like a woodshed or a barn, is potter. Everybody says it's potter. But Amisamru, in truth, again, now he continues on with the brisa. Even if women dress in there, because there's a lot of dirt in those places, those considered are disgusting. It's a base akisa, it's not base akisa, has dung, or a smelly base of borski, base of merchat, base of fila. Those are filthy places, and those are potamanazus, and those places probably would be awesome. So, so basically, we have this machlokas Rav Kana and Rabbi Huda. Just to point out, the Kesev Yosher says that Be'emes Amru, when you find the Lashon of Be'emes Amru, in truth, they said, that means that that's the Halacha Pesukah. Rashi brings down Rashi, and that's also, by the way, we have the same words, Be'emes Amru, in Mesechet Shabbos, Daf Yud Aleph. Right? Daf Yud, the same Yud Aleph that we have here, but there it's a Mishnah. And there it says over there, Rashi says over there, Rashi doesn't say it over there, Rashi says it in Bamatzi, in another place where it says Be'emes Amru, in truth, they said. What does that mean? Be'emes is like, uh, is like the word aval. Like we have that as aval. Aval in the Torah means kushta, the truth. Aval. He said he answered. Remember in the dialogue in the Torah, you also have aval. Right? So aval there means kushta, means in truth, like here, be'emes. And Rashi in Bamatziah says, halacha psuki lelocholeh. And the Rishalmi brings down that when you find the lashon of be'emes, that's halacha moshmisinai. Maritzchias, he qualifies that and he said that that is the halacha whenever it says be'emes amru. But, that's only when it's in a mission, not necessarily in a brisa. In our Gemara, it's a brisa. In in uh, Gemara and Shabbos, it's a mishnah. So when it says be'emesomer, that's halacha. So here, though, even if you say it is the halacha that that's halacha psuka, but we have machlokas Rav Yuda and Rav Kana, what does that mean? When he says be'emesomer, basically, Rav Kana says if they wash in there, they're part of That's the be'emesomer. Whereas Rav Yuda says no. If they, uh, it doesn't mean if they wash stam, if they don't wash in there, that's potter menazuza. If they dress in there, that's different, right? That, that, but if they, or even if they adorn themselves in there, but stam is potter. In other words, even Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says that um, all those things, oh, if it's a, uh, is going on the bathroom or a tannery or something that stinks, even if women dress in there, that's part of Menazuzah. So the question is, is, is the, when we say the Nashim the Osuspen, you see in Ravkana's, if you look in Ravkana, in the second of the widest lines, it's basically Vishan Nashim Nosmen, any place like that where women wash in, then they're Ptor Menazuzah. Ravkana, Rav Yehuda says, Ben Masamru says, uh, that the bait is going in the base of even though women get dressed in there, they're still So all these things, he's got, it's not, not like it's another place, but it's one of those places which everybody agrees is mezuzah, even if women adorn themselves in there. So but the question is, what do we mean by according to Rav Khan, it means if they wash in there, according to Rav Yudah means uh, that uh, even though they they're not washing in there, they're we're um, uh, if if it's if it's not a woodshed, then it's machlokus if they adorn themselves in there if they're chay mezuzah. But stam is definitely potter, even if women adorn themselves in there. So that's how you have to explain the emesam was the halacha. But what's it going on? Is you know emesam basic Everybody agrees that a bathroom or a tannery or base americhas base atfila. Uh, that those are potter, but what shanashim neosuspen? What does that mean? According to according to Rav Kana, that means if they wash in there, 
If they wash in there, then then everybody says that you're potter. According to Rabbi Yehuda, no, Stam is also potter. But if they, means even though they adorn themselves in there, you'd still be potter if it's a bathroom or a base of Burski or a Merchatz or a base of Thila, which are filthy. So it's more of Rav Yudah, Stama, Divyakol, potter. According to Rav Yudah, he holds Stama woodshed or a storehouse or any of those things is potter. His, his point was, even if a woman adorn themselves in there, you're also potter. But that's, a, that's actually a machlokas, right? If it's actually machlokas, if it's a woodshed that women dress themselves in, there's a machlokas about that. But Stam, Everybody agrees, if they don't dress themselves in there, you're potter. I have a tanya, is that really the case? Now we're going to disprove our beauty. Buddha says, Stam woodshed, you're, everybody says you're potter. No, Rav Kana said it's a machlokas. But whether it's the gate of a house, or gate of a courtyard, or of a country, or of a city, even a barn, or a lulun, a chicken coop, a place where they store straw, both Rosiani, both Shemin, storehouses for wine or oil, Chayav Mezuzah. Here you see Stam, Chayav Mezuzah, listen to this. Refes and Lulin, presumably they're cleaned out of the dung. Otherwise, it's certainly worse than a basic kisei. But he says, we have Chayav Mezuzah. Stam cases. Yochashini Marba, Af. So this, this clearly, as our, this disproves Rav Yudah. Rav Yudah held that a Stam shed of any sort like that, a storehouse, is Potter, according to everybody. Here you see there's an opinion that holds that Yechayim Mezuzah. Maybe I would think to include Beishar, Achsadra, Mepeset. What are those things? Those are gatehouses. A gatehouse, a Beishar, Achsadra, is a porch or a portico. It usually means, sometimes it has a covering, but, uh, but it's got like supported by beams. We had pictures of that in Erevin. In the illustration book, if you look at illustration number eight on page four, he shows it as being like a porch. Rashi says over here that it's a uh, prose door, a hallway before houses. It could have different forms. In number eight here, he shows it, it seems to be that it's open on top, but it's got walls. Usually in Achsadra, it means it's got a top to it, but it's supported by columns, but it doesn't, it's not, a, it's not fully, either way, it's not fully covered. It doesn't have both a roof and walls. It's either it has no walls, just supports, or in this case, it might have some supports or a partial wall, but it's open on top. Umar Pesad is a regular porch, right? There's a picture of that in number nine, too. I don't think we need a, uh, we know what a porch is. Talmud um, I think those are also Chaimazos, Talmud Omer, Bias. Ma Bias Michaladir, this is made for dwelling. Yatsuel Shem Michaladir, those In other words, nobody lives in those things. As if to say that in the, in the Machlokas we had about a shed or a storehouse, people could live in there. But nobody lives in an open, you know, open porch. Nobody lives there. What about house room uh, buildings which are enclosed, but they serve as a bathroom or a tannery or a, or a bathhouse or a, a, a mikvah? It's made for dignity. These places are not made for dignity. They're, they're disgusting. We, we talked about that the other day, right? But what about the other ones? We don't have mezuzahs in all of them. Just like bias is, is, is whole, meaning it's made for common use. It's not, sancti- it's not sanctified. But the point is, Okay, so you don't need one. Why did the Parhedron have one? Because people live there, right? We had Machlok Shabir Rabbanan. If the other ones that, even though people live there, uh, they say that people live there a few days of the year, etc. And we say, well, everybody agrees that during the days that he's there, he has to have a mezuzah there if he's living there. But in any case, Tyufta, Kasha on Rav because here you see there's at least one Shita that says that a Stam sh- uh, shed or a uh, barn or anything like that 
is chayv mezuzah. Presumably, it didn't have dung there; it was cleaned out. But still, you see that there's somebody else in a stam case. You're chayv mezuzah. So that's a kashon review. But in any case, we see there's a machlokas about these issues. What about a shul? We'll talk about a shul in a few minutes. Tani Rav, Tani Rav, Shmuel Bar Yehuda Kamei Listen to this. Shishish Shishisharmda, six gates that are potter mezuzah. Even though he said gates normally are chayv mezuzah, there are six that are potter. Beisa Tevin. He holds a, 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 a straw house, is potter. Beisa Bakr, a barn. Beisa Eitzim, a woodshed. Beisa Atzar's storehouse. All the things we mentioned before, his opinion is that they're potter. Beshar Hamadai, and a median gate. What does that mean? It means a gate that's arched, an archway. Okay, guard archway gate. Those are all potter. Beshar Sheinamakura, or one that's not covered. In other words, there's no cover. That's number 10. If you're looking on page number 5 in the illustration book, uh, picture number 10 has no cover. It's, it's not, it doesn't have a ceiling on it. Vishar or one that's not ten fachem high. So number one, we have an issue here. Can you count? It says six gates or potter mezuzah, and he lists seven. Amalei patach b'shishi. You started by saying there are six. V'salakta b'shiva, and you ended off there seven. Amalei shar hamadai tanoi. The arch is a machlokis tanoi. So when we say shar hamadai is potter, as we'll see, right? We said shar hamadai is one of the six that are, one of the six that are potter. So if you if you learn shar hamadai is potter. So then, Shar Shein Yud is a Kalvachomer, as we'll talk about in a minute. And if you learn that Shar Amadai is Chayiv and Mezuzah, so that's Chayiv and Mezuzah, so then you only have Shar Shein Yud as Potter, and the Shar Amadai is Chayiv, and therefore you only, according to everybody, you wind up really with six. But we're going to explain now what that means. Okay, Shar Amadai is a Machlustan, Ditanya, Kipa. Now, interesting here that now we're going to start looking at all these diagrams. The first diagram is number 11 on page 5. And we're on page 11, Yud Aleph. And the interesting thing is we're on Yud Aleph on the base, and we had all these illustrations back in Erevin, Daf Yud Aleph Ahmed Beis. So Yud Aleph is really, uh, yeah, is, the, is the number of the day, right? We refer to the Gemara and Shabbos that talks about uh, the Emes Amru and Daf Yud Aleph. But here on Erevin, if you remember, we're going to look at these pictures. Now, these illustrations, we had the same ones in the illustration book for Erevin, also on Yud Aleph on the base. Keep us. So you have an archway, right? Archway, good. That's number 11. Chum say that a an archway, an arched uh, doorway is potter. Now, what do we mean? Everybody agrees. This is number eleven. That if it's ten fachim high, if it's ten fachim high, and it's four fachim wide before it starts to arch, that's number eleven. Meaning the doorway has to have ten fachim high by four fachim wide. If the arch starts above that, no problem. Everybody agrees. Everybody agrees that, that if it's ten fachamai before it starts curving, arches, okay. So what do we have here? This is number 12. Everybody agrees if it's ten fachamai, but, but it starts to arch in other words, it starts to narrow, narrow, the width starts to narrow from four tfachim to less than four within three tfachim from the ground. Everybody says there's nothing there. Even Rameir, who says that an uh, arch doorway is chayv and mezuzah, that's considered a doorway, that doesn't work at all because we said if, it, if it's not four tfachim wide, all the way up to three tfachim. See, within three tfachim from the ground, it's considered part of the ground, considered like attached to the ground. So if it if if within three tefachim of the ground it already starts narrowing to less than four tefachim wide, even Rameir says that's not a doorway, right? So he says again, Amr Abaye, Abaye says the Kuliyam Yud, it's ten tefachim high, 
but it starts to arch, meaning to get less than four tefachim wide within three tefachim degrees. That's nothing. Inami or turn the well turn the page now in your in your book or if you're looking online, it's number thirteen on page six. Everybody agrees. Inami yesh baragel gimel. Okay, yes. Within three tefachim of the ground, it's four tefachim wide. The ain't yud, but it starts to arch. Right, it starts to arch, and the entire height is less than ten tefachimai. That's number thirteen. The whole height of the doorway is less than ten, even though within three tefachim the ground it's four tefachim wide. But then it starts to arch quickly, and within and it, it's not ten tefachimai. Everybody agrees there. It's also lav klumi. That's not a doorway. Where's the machlokas? The machlokas is in number fourteen. Illustration number four. Ela begavoyud. The whole arch, the whole doorway is ten tefachim high. V'yesh bragul gimel. And at three, up to three tefachim from the ground, it's definitely four tefachim wide. The ein barachva dalid, but from there, from four, from three tefachim going up to ten, it's not four tefachim wide all the way up. See if it's four tefachim all the way up, like in illustration number eleven, up to ten tefachim high, it's four tefachim wide, no problem. That's everybody agrees that's good. The machlokas is in number fourteen. In number fourteen. Where it's three tefachim within three tefachim the ground is four tefachim wide, but at the three tefachim height mark it starts to arch, it starts to narrow, and by the time it gets up to the ten tefachim, it's got to be ten tefachim high. It's already arched. So what's the machlokas there? Okay, it's ten tefachim. The whole height doesn't go down. However, you see in number 14, look at them, see number 14 and number 15. On the side of Rashi over here, he's got that little simple, uh, you know, black and white version here. It shows like a little point, and then he shows the other one. You really see it, number 14 versus number 15. And number 15, the archway, the whole doorway is, four tfachim, is 10 tfachim high, but it narrows. It's not 4 tfachim wide at the 10 tfachim or 8, 9, 10 tfachim high. But there's nothing to carve out there because the whole wall isn't that high. So you can't carve out. In number 14, you could carve it out. You see, the whole wall is there. And in theory, you can carve it out. That's the dotted yellow line there. You could carve it out. Rameyer holds, what's machlis? Rameyer, savachok and lahashlem. We pretend, in other words, since there is enough room to carve out and get a full 10 tefachim high by 4 tefachim wide doorway, it's considered as if it's done. That's over here. So back in how many cases were there? If you say Shar Hamodai is no good, like in this case, you'd say it's no good. Certainly, if it's less than Tfachim High, it's no good, so therefore he only has six. And if you say Shar Hamodai is okay, like her mayor, then only if it's less than Tfachim High. So it comes out according to both of them, only, it's only six Tfachim High. All these diagrams are the same as we had in Erevin on the same Dafyad Alphim base. Basic Nessus, what about Ashul? Basic Isha. A house which is for women, a woman's dormitory, let's say, a woman's apartment. Beis HaShutvan or partners have a house there. Chayv Mezuzah, they're all Chayv Mezuzah. Says Gemara, Pshita, why would I think not? These are residences. Ah, what about a Beis HaKnesses? Well, sometimes they slept in the shul. We'll talk about that. So, Beis HaShutvan, Ma'ad HaSem, Beis HaVolo, Beis HaShutvan. He says, your house. Ushafnam al Beis HaShutvan, Beis is yours. Yours, maybe not women's. Yours, right? Not her house. Your house, not her house. Or your house and not their houses, if it's a plural, if many people live there. Kamash Malon, no. That when it says, it doesn't mean and it doesn't mean why not? Maybe Taka means it. Maybe it's only uh, the house uh, that where there's a male who lives there, and only if it's not uh, the house of, an, of, a, of a partnership. 
Amakra, the Pusik says right afterwards, Laman Yirbu Yamechem. We say this every day, Laman Yirbu Yamechem so that your your days should be lengthened and those of your children. Hanu boy chayiv, hanu boy chayiv. What only only men need to lengthen their days and not women. Obviously, it applies to women as well. So whether it's women or partners, it's all included. So what does beisacha mean? What does that come to mean? Yidarshan is the way you walk in. In other words, where do you put the mezuzah? On the left or on the right? Well, you should put it the way you're right. Normally, a person when he walks, he walks with his he starts off with his right foot. I don't know why, how they know that, but you walk up with your right side, with your right foot, and therefore the mezuzah should be on your right side as you enter the house. That's what he learns with there. Beisecha means the way you walk in. Tainich, another says, basically, Now, there's a similarity between the goim, whether, they, whether these houses can, accept, can, get, can be plagued, whether they have a loch of a plague, because there it also talks about bias. Right? It's got to be like a residence. So here again, we talk about Basic Knesset, a shul, whether it's a house, or a house of Shutfan, or a house where only women live. Metamad Gom says, Pshita Maud, the same Obasher, Loha Bias, the one who comes, the one who, ha, who he has the house. It's his house. Lo Vilola, only his house, not her house. If it belongs to women, maybe not. O Lo Vilola, not if it belongs, belongs to multiple people. Right? It's a partnership. Kamash Malan, no, we don't say that, and plagues can happen to their houses. Maybe it's talk of the case. It's the house, it's the house in the land of your inheritance. And your here means means plural for everybody. And they're also part of it. So what does it say about Shaloha bias? What do you mean Shaloha bias? It doesn't apply just to a man who has his own house. It applies to partnerships and women as well. Lumley, what does Lo teach me? Lumley, teach me like this. Why does why do plagues come to a house? Because a person is stingy and doesn't lend out his his utensils. Lumley, Misha Miyachad Beiso Lo that he that he um, he uh, delegates his house. He, he he designates his house for him only. Him only. Miyachad Beiso Lo. Shana wrote Lahashul Kelly. He doesn't want to lend out his kalim to anybody else. Vaomer he says Vaomer Shane Lo. He says I don't have any now. Can I borrow your shelf? No, I don't have one. So, so then the next day when he gets a plague, God punishes him because he doesn't want to lend out his utensils and his equipment and his tools. So he says, I don't have, a, oh, I don't have a drill. I don't have that. I don't have an electric drill. Then Hashem makes a plague on his house and then he has to take, a, take the stuff all out of his house lest they be destroyed. And then they embarrass him and say, oh, I see you didn't have a drill. Now I see you bringing it out of your house. Prat as opposed to somebody who lends his stuff to somebody else. Okay, so therefore, that's what he means. Ashaloa bias, ashaloa bias, that he keeps the stuff for himself. If he keeps the stuff for himself, he is the one who's going to come into the house because he won't lend his stuff out. But if a person lends his stuff out, then he won't have plagues. So the Gemara base at Knesses Mima Tamanagon. Is it a how can a shul become tummy when the gom about I might think that these places can 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 be plagued. Tamalomer Ashbosha Loha bias, right? The house the, the shul can't be plagued. There can be a plague here and we gotta leave the shul, right? But the, the shul itself can't have a plague on its walls. Tamalom Basha Loha bias, Misha Miyuchad Lo, only if it's Miyuchad for him. Uh, a shul or a bus, base medrash is, uh, is a public place. So it's not miyuchad, it's not uh, designated for him alone. It's not special for him. So what do you see over here? That it can't have one. So how can you say 
that base HaKnes is base HaShutin, base HaShutin, metam v'nagon. Okay, if we explain the base HaShutin and base HaShutin, right, because lo is not coming to exclude them, it says, they're also part of the Achuzah. But base HaKnes is good, but base HaKnes here you see cannot get a nega. And it says, we are betam lo basha lo abayis, mishim buchalo, yotzah el shayim buchalo, thimors lo kasha. Ha-Ramei Rabbanan. We're going to explain. It depends on the whether you hold like Rameir or Rabbanan. Ditanya base Knesset sheish ba base dira. If it's got a residence in the shul, lachazam keses like for the caretaker of the shul, chayiv mezuzah v'she'ein ba base dira. If it doesn't have a place, Rameir still says you're chayiv. Acham say you're potter. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're asking a kasha about tuma whether it can get a plague, and we're proving it from a machlokus about whether it's chayiv and mezuzah. So the mafarshim say yes. The Revol explains that. That um, uh, the 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 pashtus we compare and we, we, we say that these are the same. The din mezuzah tenegon. Why? Because they have the same reason. It's got to be designated kan the kan Since it talks about he has his house, it's his house. So therefore, there's a similarity between the two. So the same machlokus we have between Rameh and the chachamim. Whether whether uh, if it doesn't have a uh, it doesn't have a residence in it, but it's still a basic knesses. Are you chayv and mezuzah? Mary says you are chayv and chamsei your part. And the same thing would be: Would a house be capable? Would a shul be capable of getting a plague? According to mayor, yes, even though it doesn't have a residence in it, uh, but it's still a house, and therefore, and therefore, you're you're chayv, you chayv and mezuzah, and also you could have a plague there. And the chamsei your part. The vibai same over rabbanim. Or I'll tell you both go like the rabbanim say that what that if there is um, if it doesn't have a house, it doesn't have a residence in there, your potter, well, kasha, it's very, very simple. In one case, where, where do we say that uh, it's matam and gom when it has a residence, and where it's not matam, when it doesn't have a residence, it's not matam and gom, and it wouldn't be chayim v'ziv, both cases are speaking about where there is no residence at all. It depends, though. If you're talking about a shul in a big city where everybody comes in, that's a real public thoroughfare. It's a public area. Nobody really owns it. It's not considered a bias. And therefore, you would be putter from mezuzah and you wouldn't be able to have a plague there. In other words, in both cases, there is no base diras. And you could say the machlok is even a mayor. Because if it doesn't have a dira, right? We said if it doesn't have a dira, according to Rabbanan, you're not chayv mezuzah and there wouldn't be a plague. But here you could say, over the last way, but there's no, even according to mayor, both of them don't have a base dira. But in one case, it's of a, of a large city. In a large city, it's a public Vodic farm. If it's a village, <coughs> and so to speak, everybody knows everybody. You, when you come into the shul, everybody knows who's, you know, everybody knows who davens in the shul. And therefore, it's like they all, all these people have a share in the shul. So there were mayor would say that it's Chayv and Mezuzan could get a plague. Says the Gemara, if it's of a large city, cannot be metam benegam. But time you learn achuzaschem, achuzaschem metama benegam. Ben Yerushalayim time we do your the land of your achuza, <coughs> your land can be metam benegam, but not Yerushalayim. Am Rabbi Yehuda, Nilo Shmati Elamakom Mikdash Bilvad. Only the place of the Mikdash alone, it would not be able to be tamei, but the rest of Yerushalayim lechora would. How about the Kenesis about the Midrashus metam benegam? So what do we say over here? That okay, Yerushalayim. You know, you might think uh, that you that uh, that these things are not metamnegam. She says no. Eretz Achazaschem. That's all metamnegam. Yerushalayim is not. Rabbi Yudah says the Makom Migdish is not. But Mashma Bata Knesset Bata Midrashos would be metamnegam. The Afagav Dekrochem. Then even though they're of large cities, meaning where it's a, like a public thoroughfare, nobody really owns it. Ema Am Rabbi Yudah Ani Lo Shemati Ela Makom Mekudish Bovad. Change Rabbi Yudah's words when he says, "I heard Yerushalayim is 
metamei, whereas the Tanakama said, Yushalayim is not metamei, the Gomer Biru says it is. But not that, not that it is, and only the Makkah Mikdash is not, but rather Makkah Makudash, any holy place, including a shul or a base medrash. So therefore, uh, a shul or a base medrash would also be exempt if it's in a, a krach in a large city. But in any case, you see there's a machlok between Yir or Rabbanan, whether Yushalayim could be Metam and Gomer. Not Tanakhama says no, Rabbi Yudah says it could be Metam, just Makkah Mikudash, Makkah Mikdash or Makkah Mikudash would not be. That machlok is, we'll talk about Mirchem tomorrow, where we continue from here. And um, right, and that's what I—that's how we'll end off. Have a good day, everybody.